the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, June the 9th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On June 9th, 2004, the body of Ronald Reagan arrived in Washington, D.C., to lie in state in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. That was before the 40th president's funeral. Today in 1732, James Oglethorpe received a charter from Britain's King George II. The charter was to found the colony of Georgia. 1732. Today in 1870, author Charles Dickens died in Gads Hill Place, England. Today in 1915, guitarist, songwriter, inventor Les Paul. He was born in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Today, in 1940, during World War II, Norway decided to surrender to the Nazis, effective at midnight. Today, in 1978, leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints struck down a 148-year-old policy of excluding black men from the Mormon priesthood. Today, in 1983, Britain's conservatives, led by Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, won a decisive election victory. That, of course, that victory put Margaret Thatcher in charge. She and Ronald Reagan had a very close relationship over the years and probably the closest relationship of any leaders of the United States and of Great Britain. She was a staunch conservative, as was Ronald Reagan. Today, in 1993, the science fiction film Jurassic Park by Steven Spielberg, it had its world premiere in Washington, D.C., I was reading this morning earlier in the Bible, and I came across a verse that I've read often, and I'm sure you have too, but let me share it with you. It's Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20, 21, and 22. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Romans Chapter 8, verse 31 says, What shall we then say to all these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? There's a lot of forces in our world today that are against us. And you say, well, it's not personal. They just are against what we believe. Well, sometimes it is personal. Sometimes the forces of this of darkness in this world are personally against us. As individuals, it depends on if we speak up, if we stand up, if we stand for righteousness in a culture that is becoming increasingly corrupt and decadent, sometimes sometimes it is directed at us, not just collectively, but individually. Yesterday I mentioned on this program, I I mentioned in passing, I just talked a little bit about it, but about this guy in, in Pennsylvania who went to this Pride event and um, 
the police, he was reading the Bible. I can imagine, I don't know what he was reading, but I can imagine it was probably something from Romans chapter 1. I'm, I don't know that. But anyway, he was across the street from an LGBTQ pride event, and uh, the people were assembling there for this parade they were going to have. And this guy joined just a small group of other Christians that were standing across the street. And I, I suspect some of them had signs and so on. I don't know. But anyway, this guy, he showed up there and he started reading his Bible and across the street from the event, not not right in their face. And uh, so people got upset about it. And of course, the police were notified and so on. It was in Reading, Pennsylvania. And the police chief, this Richard... Uh, Torinelli, he said he came out there and, and sent his guys out there, and then he got involved later. And um, they arrested this person uh, for doing this, and they arrested them because they said and they charged him with disrupting the event or disrupting the peace uh, of this event. So I, I, I thought maybe I would be the only one that mentioned this. I don't know, but it caught my attention. Well, that's not so. People across the country saw this little story out of Pennsylvania and this guy that just wanted to exercise his his free speech. And so he went out there. Well, they arrested him, and there were pictures taken. Of course, there always are because everybody's carrying a phone around with a camera on it. And so they, the pictures got around, and they went on the Internet yesterday and, and during the day after we had been on the air originating live at 9 o'clock in the morning here. And um, people began to see this, and I guess that the police department in this in Pennsylvania in, in Reading were, were, was inundated with phone calls and, and email, and people were very upset, and they were demanding that they reverse themselves and let this guy go. So there was so much pressure on the police, that, and they really had acted overtly. I mean, they overreacted to this. There's no question about it. And I'm a big supporter of the police, but in this case, they, they really did overreact. But there was so much reaction, people felt like we did when we were talking about it here, that overnight, the uh, police department in the city has changed their mind and they've dropped the charges against this guy and some of the news coming out of out of that area says that they dropped the the uh, the, the charges against this guy due to being inundated with complaints so it does it does matter I mean things when when something is wrong and you know it if you speak up send an email or make a phone call or whatever, it does matter, and in this case, the police had second thoughts about what they had done, and they didn't want to get into a lawsuit, I, I presume, uh, over this guy's having free speech because he wasn't doing anything disruptive. He was just standing across the street, and the gay activists didn't like it, of course, and the police were afraid of not responding to them in the way they always do, and, and they're told they should. And so all of this unfolded, and then all of a sudden, overnight, they reversed themselves. So that's a good thing. It's interesting how the leftists celebrated celebrated Pat Robertson's death. Yesterday, there was there were tons of things that I would not I would not quote on this program being said publicly about Pat Robertson 
from the activists on the far left, particularly the LGBTQ people. One of the things I saw going around the Internet, it was all over the place, was an acronym. Um, it was PRIDE, P-R-I-D-E, an acronym. It says, Pat Robertson is dead, everybody. I can read that one. But some of them were so vile and so uh, horrible, I, I w- would not read them. Another guy put up, a, a apparently this is a quote from someone else. I, he didn't say who it was, but I don't. I think it's a quote from somebody else, but this one guy put up on Twitter, he said, I have never killed a man, but I have read many obituaries with great pleasure. And that was just the tone, and it was much worse than that, but that's kind of the tone of how people uh, responded to the death of Pat Robertson, who was a leader in Christian broadcasting, as I think you all know. And I mentioned, talked a little bit about him yesterday. I knew him in the past. We had a pretty close relationship we haven't had a reason to in recent years and i haven't had any contact with him but that the world we live in it just the left goes from one of those kinds of things to another the right is trying to restore civility i believe i know some would disagree with me but i believe they are for the most part uh conservatives they don't seek chaos they seek civility but they don't want to compromise their beliefs. And so we find this political tug of war going on and on. It's getting more vile and more destructive as the days go by. As we know, former President Donald Trump announced yesterday, I mentioned that on this program yesterday as well. He's been indicted over his alleged mishandling over the 300 classified documents. Trump said his attorneys have been informed that the indictment over the documents the FBI seized during the raid of the Mar-a-Lago home in August. He said he's been summoned to appear in the federal courthouse in Miami, Florida. His appearance will be scheduled at least to be on June 13 at 3 p.m., which is next week. And uh, the former president immediately pointed to the classified documents found in President Joe Biden's offices and elsewhere. And a lot of other people are doing that as well. He said, what about the 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown in the District of Columbia, boxes at the University of Pennsylvania, the boxes of documents strewn about next to Biden's Corvette in his garage. We've seen pictures of that. Trump is asking about that. Well, Trump's not the only one that's wondering why the Biden's boxes of documents are being treated differently than Trump's that Biden's boxes are being treated differently than Trump's boxes. I think all of us are wondering that. Whether we support Donald Trump or not, and I have, but, I mean, what's going on here? I found that interesting. Nancy Mace is a Republican. Uh, She's a representative, Nancy Mace. She's a Republican from South Carolina. She has cast herself and says she, she says she's conservative on some issues, but she's a moderate on other issues. She is a Republican, and some would call her a rhino. I don't know her other than just what I've read about her, but she's well-spoken. But she was saying yesterday on uh, the Fox News channels, uh, Fox News Tonight, it was last night, that President Joe Biden has just secured Donald Trump's nomination for Republicans in 2024. That's what she said. She said when she was responding to reports that Trump will be indicted uh, in the Mar-a-Lago classified document probe, May said, and I'm quoting her here, and keep in mind, she doesn't consider herself a 
conservative, she does not support Donald Trump. But here's what she said. Uh, What I'm feeling tonight, I want to be very clear here. Donald Trump and I have had our ups and downs. I've been very clear about that over the last couple of years. I want the American people to know, to make no mistake, this is the executive branch tonight trying to take out their number one opponent for the presidency of the United States in 2024. (coughs) Excuse me. And they have one standard for number one opponent for the presidency of the United States in 2024. They have one standard for Donald Trump, another standard for everybody else in this thing. If you look at the documents that President Biden had in his possession, in his garage, thousands of boxes, God knows where in places across the country that we don't even know yet, Hillary Clinton having a server in her bathroom, I I think it was her bedroom closet, but she says bathroom, she probably knows, anyway, Hillary had it, in her home, with classified information on private email servers, everyone is held to a different standard but Donald Trump. Joe Biden just secured Donald Trump's nomination for Republicans in 2024, she says. Then she added this. She said, looking at how they're treating him in one way versus everybody else, every time Joe uh, Biden comes under the microscope, every time we show corruption by Joe Biden and his family, there's an indictment on Donald Trump. When you look at the standard, it has its double standard, a second tier of justice in this country. The American people want everybody to be treated the same. Donald Trump is no fan of mine. He primaried me last year, meaning he endorsed somebody that was running, uh, another Republican that was running against her in the in the primaries. He primaried me last year. I'm not a shill, but I see this, how unfair it's been. So even people who really don't support, and she doesn't, support Donald Trump are saying, man, this is really corrupt. And it is. And that's why people... Why people are seeing seeing through this. The closer you look at the left, the more you see the corruption and the the deception and the darkness of that whole agenda. It's birthed, it's rooted in in the evil of, of particularly Marxism. And from Marx and his attempt to manipulate Europe and so on, out of that has come what we call cultural Marxism, but an application. It didn't work for Marx. He tried to do what he was trying to do and create this utopia. It didn't work out for him at all. People, went, they fought a war, but they went back to their respective countries because they had a, a thread of loyalty that ran through their heart. They didn't want to be a globalist, and that's basically what he was trying to achieve. They wanted to go to their country among their own people after fighting a war. And so the, the misery, that's very condensed, but that's what happened. And he wasn't counting on that. He thought that he, he would have indoctrinated them, they would have fought a war. And after all that, he could reorganize society, reorganize the way people live and what their allegiances are and so on. It didn't happen for him, but later years, others picked up his teaching and they adapted them and are using them to bring down capitalism, to destroy it, and to destroy personal freedoms in favor of some kind of a collective experiment in in the culture. So that's where all of this is rooted, and that's where it's coming from. It's evil. It's black evil. It's darkness. 
It's what the Bible condemns. It's what Jesus Christ represented was life and that more abundantly when he died and rose from the dead. This is a war of, of, of the spirit more than it is a war of the culture, but it's played out in the culture and we see it all the time. It isn't just the politicians that are out there practicing. It's on Tuesday, the Southern Poverty Law Center labeled several parents' rights organizations as hate and anti-government groups. That put them on the list alongside groups like the Ku Klux Klan and others. The extremist watchdogs year in hate and extremist 2022 report came out. It wasn't surprising, but it's jarring what they're doing. They're reporting that there's 1,225 hate and anti-government extremist groups now being present in the United States last year, up from 733 groups in 2021. They're trying to make the case that extremist groups are taking over the nation. Well, they are, but it's not the ones these guys are talking about. It's their own kin, the people that see eye to eye with the Southern Poverty Law Center. Several of the new additions are focusing on parental rights and education issues. And they're focusing on the women who are leading some of those organizations. I want to talk to you for a moment about that. But first, I want to say thank you for your support. We need it. And uh, I think we're running a little behind this month. I'm not sure, but I was looking at some of the deposits. So I just want to let you know if you've forgotten, if you're a supporter of ours, if you've forgotten, uh, let's catch up. It's just, it might be just the flow of the mail. I, I don't overstate these things. I'm just being honest with you. So don't forget us this month if you have forgotten. If not, thank you in advance for your support. If you don't support us, but you believe in what we're doing here, we need your support. Stand with us. These are troubling times. These are um, competitive times. Uh, Satan is not pleased with anyone who stands up and speaks the truth into the culture. And we try to do that every day. And I, I know you understand that, and many of you stand with us. And those of you who don't, please consider it. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. The SPLC says... They've been on the receiving end of ramped up and coordinated heart ride attacks frequently through the guise of parents' rights groups. The attention has been turned now that they've got the, the gay thing in full force this month. Now the attention is being turned toward parents and education. Yeah, they say frequently the, 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 these parents are operating under the guise of rights groups, but they are really not that. In their introduction to this 2022 report, this director, Susan Cork, they've hired her recently to run th- that part of the SPLC. This is a huge organization, and it's um, condoned and blessed by the Biden administration for sure. But she says two weeks after the deadly uh, January 6, 2021 insurrection, I joined SPLC to lead its historic work to track, expose, and counter hate and extremism in the United States with our democracy in crisis and the danger of former President Trump's big lie exposed, I was hopeful both parties, political leaders, would choose to protect our nation from extremists. I was wrong. (laughs) 
They're wrong on a lot of things, but she says I was wrong. The Southern Poverty Law Center is wrong on some things that I want to talk to you about today. Cork continues. <coughs> she said in 2022, the hard, hard right movement mobilized hate and extremism from the mainstream to the main street. Extremist actors, often armed, brought hatred into our daily lives and public spaces, protesting. Doesn't this sound like a far left? And she is. She is often armed, brought hatred into our daily lives and public spaces, protesting LGBTQ inclusion, reproductive rights, that's abortion, and classroom discussions on systemic racism, that's indoctrination. They didn't discuss it at all. They forced it down little kids' throats and into their minds from the kindergarten right on through graduate degrees in, co- in college and university. She notes that the SPLC has, was founded to ensure civil rights for all. The SPLC has deep expertise in monitoring and holding to account, she says, the Ku Klux Klan, the neo-Nazi movement, racist skinheads, anti-government militias, and other, <laughs> underline this, and other domestic hate groups and extremists. Now, who would those others be? Those other domestic hate groups and extremists? Well, it's focused on the family. They're on that list. Others like them are on that list. Family Research Council, FRC, is on that list. You would be if you speak up, or if you do, you could be. They don't actually have deep expertise, but they are steeped, the SPLC, they are steeped in prejudice and activism. They're not at all what they claim to be. The SPLC's been a menace long before this latest turn. Internally, it's faced numerous accusations of racial discrimination, sexual harassment. I mean, it's it's endless. I'm not even going to go through all of the things they've that have been public Obviously, there's a lot we probably don't know, but externally, it's been sued repeatedly for defamation, even made at least one seven-figure payout to settle a lawsuit, more than a million dollars. In 2012, a real terrorist opened fire at a pro-family group's headquarters. That was Family Research Council, later admitting that the SPLC listing inspired his choice of targets. He went to their office in D.C. and was going to try to kill everybody. And the the guy at the front in the lobby there was was skilled enough to bring him down and stop him. But just this year, one of the attorneys was among 23 protesters, quote unquote, charged with actual domestic terrorism. He hurled a Molotov cocktail at a future Atlanta police training facility. This is SPLC. They are the, the the conscience of many of the of our agencies in our federal government. They look to them to tell them who's a terrorist, who's not, you know, who should be watched, who shouldn't be watched, and so on. This once legit organization, I'm told, back started back in the 70s. I think it was 1971, but no longer they no longer fight hate and violence. They feed both of hate and violence. And anyone giving a dime to it is either a dupe or an extremist themselves. SPLC has become the biggest hate group there is in America. And yet they are the fox watching the hen house. Normally they would think 
that all of this, you know, doesn't matter to me. I mean, what do I have to do with SPLC? Well, we have a lot to do because their influence remains intact with certain agencies in our country, in our government. They put out this map every year with these dots all over it showing you where all the hate groups are. As I said, in 2022, they've tracked 1,225 hate groups and anti-government groups across the United States. They have a map. I wrote an article on this today. The map is on the article. The report explains across the country, states instituted new laws that have forced teachers to cut and alter lessons addressing black history, impacting student access to inclusive, accurate education about the country's history and racism and all of that. But they have some new additions this year to the to the list. The new additions to the bad people list include parent groups. Specifically, SPLC has targeted the Florida-based group Moms for Liberty. It's a nonprofit with 280 chapters in 45 states, 115,000 members, and it's just moms. I mean, I'm sure there's some men involved along the way, but it's moms who are fed up with what's going on in public education. The group, they're accused of hijacking meetings, preventing officials and parents from conducting their normal proceedings on this report from the SPLC, claiming that the organization's activities make it clear that the group's primary goals are to fuel right-wing hysteria and that they're anti-black, anti-LGBTQ, and and on and on and on. But other education-centric groups are added to SPLC's hate map, in the report, that includes no left turn in education, parental rights in education, and parents involved in education. But they're particularly focused on the Moms for Liberty group. What's supposed to be a dishonorable designation by the Southern Poverty Law is being called a compliment by the Moms for Liberty. They went to the press as soon as this came out this week, and they said, we take it as, as a mark of success. I would agree with them. It is. These moms said, we are people that do not back down. One of the, the co-founder, this Tina uh, Deskovich, she said, told American Family News, she said, when you tell us we can't do something, it emboldens us to want to do it more and to even work harder. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen that trait. Moms for Liberty started in 2020. Both of these ladies have started it, Deskovich and this Tiffany Justice. They're former public school board members. Both are elected uh, school board members were in Florida during the COVID-19. So they have some insight on what they're doing. And uh, it is growing quickly, this organization. They are making a difference. They are impacting uh, this craziness on the left. And this stuff, these behaviors, these attacks that are relentless and endless, they say started with the Biden administration. And Deskovich warns with the FBI and the DOJ and with threat tags last year, moved into the NSBA and other three-letter organizations within the government, U.S. government, and people need to be aware of this. Even the Washington Free Beacon, in its story about Moms for Liberty and the SPLC, uh, they're saying that the SPLC is working together with the Justice Department and other government agencies to undermine parental authority. And as I said, I wrote an article about this today. You can read that at our website, faithandfreedom.us. But these people are taking a stand. Senator Ted Cruz summed it up with this about the SPLC. He said, they are a hateful, bigoted, and despicable organization. They're now attacking and labeling parents who want to have a say in their own kids' 
education. That's exactly what's happening. But we are more than conquerors in Christ. We can stand in the strength of God. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.